Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. What do tech lawyers do? All of this and more I will be discussing with my guest today, Esther, who is a skilled and ambitious legal and compliance officer with Quick Law. And she also has a growing interest in regulatory compliance, legal advisory, and in tech law and company representation. Hi, Esther. Hello, good afternoon. Hi, good okay. afternoon. Uh, I know we've been trying to get hold of you, but you know, this internet thing just seems to have its way. Yes. So, how is it going? Well, how are you? Very well, very well. Well, so I can see, uh, or let me ask you, let me not just um, suggest or jump to conclusion. On a, on a rate of 1 to 10, that's you checking the skill and 1 being the lowest and 10 being the highest. How are you feeling today? Um, I think presently I feel a bit overwhelmed. Especially a few minutes to this for my internet and everything seems to just... Everything just went a wire. Mm-hmm. I think he just puts me on the edge. But any which way, I'm here. And I think I'm a bit calmer now th- since things are being restored. Yeah. And I think I'm good to go. So so for your mood, to get your mood back, would you like would you like to join me in the exercise of doing Usa? <laughs> that would be nice. Please, let's do that. Let's do that. I need all of you here. Let's go. <laughs> So one, two, three, go. Usa. I'm sure you did that. <laughs> yeah, I did. So what was the first thing you said I this did. morning? Aside you feeling this way now, what was the first thing you said this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Mm, interesting. Also, um, these are random questions just before we push into the main question. I want your mood to come back to uh, being elevated. So, um, aside okay. the first thing you said this morning, um, what's your relationship with technology? Well, um, if I'm, I'll say maybe seventy uh, percent, because I think um, I'm trying my best to get aligned with every form of technology that comes my way, especially when it comes to gadgets, mm-hmm. and to know more about what what has put it together what is keeping it going, what we can sustain it, and what other um, opportunities are opened using such gadgets. So, yes, I think I would give myself maybe a 60 to 70, but I think that is it a little. I want to believe you're gradually building a healthy relationship. That's that's it. You're on the way. <laughs> yeah. So the when- gradual process, so... So what's the myth you hold about lawyers or you'd like to, uh, misconception you'd like to correct that people hold about lawyers? I think a major mis- misconception I would love to correct about lawyers is that lawyers, all lawyers are liars. <laughs> and that's <laughs> that, <laughs> that is not true. Mm-hmm. The, the true aspect of the fact that lawyers are liars is the fact that there are a lot of laws that could always back anybody up mm-hmm. and also nobody is guilty until proven guilty so you, you you might have made you might think you have a case and if you are not able to defend the case that you have then there's little or nothing that can be done so it is your your evidence 
your supporting documents that can help to defend whatever case you think you have against another person and by the time the case doesn't come out in your favor you come out to say oh lawyers are liars well i don't want to use the word losers but i think it is the fact that a lot of people don't have an idea of the laws the regulations that backs each incident since they find themselves a lot of people are ignorant of a lot of laws a lot of regulations and because of that they don't they are not aware of what in whatever case or matter they have or they want to make or they want to settle legally so when they are not when they don't have enough um cases or anything to back them they come out to say lawyers are liars which i don't think is right is a right presumption or assumption about lawyers i mean even if we keep going about the fact that people have this misconception one conception about uh, lawyers these days is that we see the rise of them in the technology sector and undeniable uh the tech the tech startups and maybe long established companies actually need a lawyer behind them right now so um yeah i'd want to ask <laughs> so which type of uh, which type of technology related legal matters do tech lawyers take up Well um I'll say lawyers are not limited to the kind of technology matters they take up mm-hmm. because for each in, for each um individual or company that approaches a um, legal practitioner mm-hmm. there are always different matters that come up so you never know which one exactly might come up at each time however there could be instances of intellectual property there could be instances of cyber security there could be instances of company registration there could be instances of um, employment contracts you know there could be different instances so they are not limited so lawyers are not limited yes you might have your scope of practice or you might have your niche of practice which you are an expert and at but lawyers are generally not limited to the areas of technology which they can expand their um their horizon to I like the fact that you mentioned the uh, the intellectual property protection and all of that stuff because I spoke about the uh recent story around Apple being sued for collecting so much user data and also monetizing it. So now speaking of intellectual property, which is actually a big area for tech companies. Companies uh want to have like a lawyer or attorney that will be able to protect their intellectual property from theft and knockoff and also um from cyber criminals. So what are protocols for protection of intellectual properties, uh licensing, copyright and of course trademark for this uh technology legal actions? Okay, um first before you can um bring up illegal action on intellectual property, then you must be sure that um you are duly registered and that the idea you want to sue another person for that is truly being infringed on for example you have an idea for an app and you are very sure that it's solely your idea and before you know it somebody else is using it mm-hmm. you must be sure that it was falsely initiated by you there are some instances under the regulation that you might not have registered it and still be able to sue the other person whereas there are instances whereby you must have initiated a registration with the government before you can claim rights on it speaking of the government for example there like are intellectual property laws that guide 
all of this yes there are intellectual property laws that guide mm-hmm. um complaints individuals on copyright. registration yeah. okay. yes their copyrights on what guides them we have the patent and designs act for the laws of the Federation of Nigeria. We have the Trademark Act. We have the Copyright Act. And of late to the Startup Act was um, was signed into law. So these are things that companies need to familiarize themselves with and be sure that they are in tune and on track with all these laws and regulations so that they themselves are not running foul of them. That is one. Also, if somebody is infringing on their rights, they know what to do and what not to do in terms of damages, in terms of gaining um, their rights or their entire yes, in terms of getting their rights back and having access to it. I mean, um, I'm just thinking while you're saying all of this, like uh, the we see the government passing bills and of course passing uh, guidelines and of course all of this framework uh, for the use of technology. I'm just thinking in understanding this bill, what are the implications as a lawyer like when you look into it for a company what are the implications of passing technology related bills? Um, I think one of the things that it does that it helps put companies in check you know, um, I think there's an adage that says that where there is no law, there is no offense. So when governments put in place laws, regulations to guide companies, no matter the industry you find yourself, is it fintech, is it um, in fashion, is it in agriculture, is it in uh, manufacturing, whatever industry, is it in advertising, is in entertainment, whatever industry you find yourself, when there are laws and regulations guiding you, you know what to put out and what not to put out. You know to what extent you can put out some product. You know one thing with um, being um, with the technology industry mm-hmm. is that our minds are, is very creative. So there's this eagerness. This thing comes to mind. And boom, you are, you are fast in seeing how you can um, create a product around it. You are fast to see how you can push it out to um, to monetize it. But in the course of you wanting to monetize it, you are not thinking of the, the detrimentary effect of the product that it might have on the users. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that the government comes to do. It comes to put you in check. So you know to what extent you can go with whatever products you are bringing out. You know to what extent your consumers, your customers can use the product. For example, we see what is happening with cryptocurrency at the moment. Mm -hmm. You know, when the Nigerian government was against it, we were all angry. We were all furious. Yes, because we are young minds. Oh, a creative mind has brought out crypto. What is happening? Why is the Nigerian government against it? But now we can see the fallback of what is happening on it, on a lot of businesses, on a lot of startups that are putting their investment in it. You know, these are things that the government is there for, to put checks. We call it checks and balances. Because we're not, the, the, the laws and regulations are not against you being creative. They are not against you being innovative. All they want you to do is to be checked, to be to don't, don't go beyond the limit 
at which it will have detrimental effect on your product on your consumers and that is the major aspect for um, um corporate governance I mean, when you look at all of this, uh, the sole aim is to help your clients make sure they are in order and they are doing things um, appropriately, which makes me wonder what type of clients that you typically take on or provide uh, technology-related legal advice to. Well, we are not limited to the clients that we take in. So you take in startups, clients, yes, from every industry. Mm-hmm. Also, people who just um, start, we call them startups generally, mm-hmm. who are just bathing their idea, who just want to register their complaints, who just want to register their um, their ideas, their intellectual property, who wants to ensure that they're in check, their compliance aspects, their tax regulations. So, well, we're not limited to, compl- to the people we take up. We take up both the startups, those businesses who are already running also, businesses who want to, uh, more is called, expand, businesses who also want to raise funds and are I'm looking for ways to be in check of the um, of how to present themselves to their investors. Mm-hmm. So we, ha- we, we are in, we take in as um, all of these um, categories. Can I ask you, um, Esther, please, what, what, um, what spiked your interest into tech, like deciding you want to be a tech lawyer? I mean, because if you ask people going to uh, school and they're studying law, they're mostly looking for how they're going to work in one of the big high courts and all of that. So what spiked your interest into becoming a tech lawyer? I think one thing for a young person is as you grow, Mm -hmm. you must learn to start to move beyond the four walls of your school. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always known that I didn't want to go to court. I've always known I've always known. Is there a particular is there a particular incident that made you decide that no 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 I'm not going to be queuing up at the court? Okay, okay I think it was during one of my what's uh, it called internship when I was still in university, mm-hmm. and the hustle of sitting down in the court from morning till evening, waiting for the judge to call your case, mm-hmm. and then adjournment of the matter for weeks for months for years and i'm like why why do we have to stay this long on one matter i'm the kind of person that what is okay this is the problem what is the solution now next step so me having to sit for that long it it actually didn't make so much sense to me so gradually by the time i finished um uni university I um I started to I'm I'm still a work in progress. I won't say I've got into my final bus stop. So gradually this field started to open up and I realized that it was an area I wanted to build myself on and um, I, um get acquainted on and also be an expert in. So what 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 was the process like for you finding your way from that uh law field like deciding to segue into tech law what was the process you took into uh becoming a tech lawyer um i think the major process is you must have an open mind mm-hmm. the open mind to learn from th- both those practicing going to court we call them litigation lawyers who are doing that and also be also be willing to learn from the young minds coming be willing to learn from your colleagues be willing to go to the internet and read as wide as you can. Be willing to um, 
take take on courses grad um occasionally go on coursera go on udemy you know just go on those platforms the knowledge you can knowledge you can always pick up from those platforms that adds up to whatever you are doing each day and each time they are they are in the journey so what are mostly the challenges that you've taken up and that either fuel you or make you decide that or make you think that oh why did i move into tech law i think the challenges majorly is mm. sometimes fitting in um clients expectations mm-hmm. to the government regulations you know there are times that a client wants this this Whereas the regulation is not so straightforward to fitting into that. So you have to sit down with it, study it, and know how to bring both to be on the middle ground of both the government's expectations and your client's expectations. It's a tedious process, but with time, when you're able to learn from others, it becomes a work in the path. Interesting. I mean... uh tech law is gradually rising and we cannot deny the fact that everyone needs a lawyer and of course uh, choosing specialization within the tech field is also one thing um i'm just uh wrapping this up with how lawyers are also looking into government and private sector policies because i had a conversation with someone on this regulation and policy framework so how do you help them like get a good um, stand with the government? Is there a process for this, like a negotiation process, a contract binding process? What goes into it? Um, okay, a lot of times you you have to learn to sit on the table with the government. Mm-hmm. They let you know what they want, and you present to them what are your expectations. But don't be too rigid as a company um, not to want to bend a little bit because most of the time the government will not bend. So we must learn to um, negotiate with them to the point whereby um, we are able to liars to fit in into our own expectations. It's always a tedious process. But, you know, when you understand what the government wants, as a company also, you just ensure that whatever you are presenting to them is something they are able to buy into and they are able to support you on. So I'm going to wrap this up. I know you are working with Quick Law. Um, I'd like you to give us a brief of what Quick Law is all about and uh, the people that are interested in stuff that Quick Law provides, services that Quick Law provides. Okay, um, Quick Law is um an advisory legal company for startups, like I mentioned earlier, for all stages of businesses and companies. And we are here to help in your company registration, ensure that you are in line with all that is expected of you from the corporate governance. We are also here to ensure that you avoid all risk-related issues that may arise from ensuring that you are compliant with all that the government is um, expecting of you. So we are your advisory company for your governance, for your risk, and for your compliance. So we ensure that all your agreements, 
all your registration, all your licensing, all your contracts, and everything are in track. And that is one major thing that QuickLaw is there for you. And one thing is that our services are quick and affordable for all stages and levels of businesses and companies. I like the fact that you mentioned that your services are quick because at the end of the day, it was QuickLaw. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, um, would you share with us uh, like social media handles or websites um, that they can they can check you on? Yes, they can check on www.quicklaw.ng. How about social media? Yes, all our social media handles at quicklaw.ng on Instagram, on Twitter, we're on LinkedIn too. Yes, and you can also reach us via email info at quicklaw.ng Alright. Thank you so much, Esther. It's really an amazing time with you. Uh, for the past few minutes, I think I've learned one or two things that I could actually run with. And of course, uh, my listeners have also learned something. And probably for those who are looking to go into tech law, what would your advice be to maybe a techie that is looking to delve into tech law or diversify into tech law? Well, I would say that be open-minded and be willing to learn, unlearn, and relearn. There are a lot of things you would learn. You unlearn a lot of things because there are a lot of things that you've learned yeah, before obsolete. that you need to unlearn. Yes, that you need to unlearn and learn a better way to do them. Mm. So you must have an open mind. Also, you have to know your regulations. Okay. You have to know your regulations. And don't don't think that being coming into tech law um, excludes you from the law. No, that's when you really need to dive deep into the regulations and know what the law is saying. Be able to interpret it for every different situations that come your way. All right, interesting. Thank you so much, Esther, for that advice. I'm sure they will definitely look into that because I do not want to be a tech lawyer. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's an interesting <laughs> sector. Thank you so much for your time on Cruise Control. Thank you so much, Bukia. I appreciate this. So please, everyone keep in mind, Quickler is the name. All right. And that's it, guys. Uh, from Esther, you've heard what uh, tech law is all about. The prospect of having a Nigerian tech lawyer behind you uh, to bend the rules, to be able to break the rules, to be able to break down the laws and to be able to put you on the right guideline path uh, with the government and private sector. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.